0: Welcome to the RAND-INT Podcast with Rafi and Chandra. Okay, Okay, welcome to the RAND-INT Podcast with Rafi and Chandra. Today we're joined by Michelle, or Echo Lily, who is an anaesthetist and a musician. Um, So This is our very first interview podcast, so this will be interesting. As always, we have no idea what we're doing. So like and subscribe anyway. Um, Watch and learn how to interview yeah, people.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, really nice to be here and have a chat with you guys.
0: I, I love your background with all your instruments, by the way.
1: Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a fake background. It's real. I mean, oh no, you've you've been here, Rafi. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So. Just cool. Definitely puts it into context This
0: will be good for YouTube
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, we are actually slicing all this up Then putting it onto YouTube as well as a podcast Yeah, that's a
1: great idea
0: um, So just as a bit of a background I think I've known you since work day, Since we were both in training at Monash
1: Yeah, um, I was still in training I think you were already a consultant when I met you No. Anyway, really? it doesn't matter semantics anyway. as well anyway, anyway, so It's like, yeah, it's not but... A few years, um, like one year, yeah
0: yeah, and recently you've been getting it uh, into your music side of things, um, mm. and you've released multiple singles now. Yeah Which seems to be yeah. So we thought you'd be pretty interesting to chat to just to uh, see with the uh, you know the whole med- med- medical doctor plus the whole side hustle thing and how you balance all that. So um, yeah, so we'll get started. Um, just for those listening, we've got a few questions some which Michelle's already seen and others that are rapid fire that we're not sure uh we'll go from there mm-hmm. um okay so first of all why music of all the other things you, that you, you've got other interests as well right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what made you decide to go into music
1: well music has always been a big part of my life um you know ever since I was um three years old when we grew up um we were really um broke like poor and uh, we didn't have money for a lot of things. And I, I don't remember having a lot of toys, but my mom had a, a, an old cassette player and she would have big boxes, boxes and boxes of, of, of cassettes, uh, cassette tapes, uh, because that's how she learned how to speak English. She said music is the best way to learn a language. So we, um, so I remember I know, Whitney Houston, uh, cassette tapes, um, Mariah Carey, Um, the Sound of Music soundtrack um, and uh, you know The Pretenders and Michael Jackson and things like that and it was all so it's a wide range of um of genre as you can um, you know as you can tell um and and that's what I've been you know that's what I I played with the cassettes uh, so the cassette the radio and the cassette player and listening to tapes um so it's always been a part of my life started piano lesson when I was six um and yeah, and I've always been writing songs as well. Um, oh wow, uh,
0: like that yeah, is yeah. So
1: it's it's been it's been in it, like really a big part of my life, longer than medicine, obviously. <laughs> so wow. I don't know, maybe don't... maybe medicine is the hobby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you can't, I can't tell anymore.
0: What do you spend yeah. most more time on, the music or the day job?
1: Well, I think um, the big part of my adult life, I think like like you guys probably can relate is, um, you know, it's being in medical school, having exams and then, you know, working and things like that. So that's a big chunk of, of my, my adult life. Um, and stuff like, moment, you know, up
0: until yeah. recently, up until you finish, you don't really mm-hmm. get control of your time, right? And like there's the pressures of doing the training, all that stuff. But now that you've finished and you mm-hmm. get a bit more control of your time, like you get to pick how much you want to work and how much of your after hours you spend on, relaxation or your side gig mm-hmm. what would you say like do you actually have any downtime or do you just come home from work and start with the music
1: i think music um it's like like i said before it is such a big part of my life that i don't really have to set time aside to do music mm. you know i wake up in the morning sometimes i feel like oh i have this idea i'll just walk my bedroom is literally eight, eight to ten steps away from my studio walk around you know turn on the computer and just play out the chords and then I'll go to work and then I come home after half dinner and then do the same thing again in the studio. So it's not, you know, I don't really have to set time aside for uh, music, but um, just because I'm doing, you know, making music seriously now, like uh, working on my album actually. Um, um, so, so I actually do have to set, set aside some time um, uh, for, you know, for music. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I still probably, I'll probably still say I spend more time at work, um, at this stage because I'm uh, a full-time solicitor. Um, so
2: one thing I guess I'd be curious is did that, do you you feel like, you know, it sounds like music's been with you, like, you know, even before med and all of that, did you find during training and things, it dropped off and now it's picked up more, or do you find that you've actually just kept it going the whole time, irrelevant of what's going Mm on? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I kept it going the whole time. I just do it differently. Um, when I first, um, I guess when I first came to Melbourne in 2015, the first thing I did was to get a busking licence because I've always wanted to do that. So I uh, learned, I picked up the guitar, I bought a guitar, I learned it, and then I went to um, city council and, you know, how do I get a busking licence? Um, and you actually have to do a quick audition um, to be able to busk mm-hmm. in the city, I'm not sure if you guys know that you actually need to. <laughs> no. Quick addition, you know, it's more for people who do stunts, like if you're juggling knives or I don't know, like, just to make sure you're safe and you you're not endangering right. the public. Well, so then you know, then make sure bad, you're safe and you can busk in the city. Um, and that's why I started to 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 busk. Um, and so I was a lot into a lot of acoustic um, stuff, acoustic pop folk stuff at the time um and that was during training um and after training i guess um after this discovering having more time to discover to explore like i did you know the double bass you can see behind me um, because i wanted to learn jazz i did that for six months because it was too hard and i discovered keyboards and synthesizers that's where it got really serious because um, sound design and, and I, I just got so much into the whole sound design world where there are a lot of physics involved with sound waves and frequencies and things like that. Um, so that said, that's how it starts at the whole rabbit hole of synthesizers and, and sound design. Um, so, so, so yeah, I've always been doing music, but just, I just do it differently now.
0: Yeah. Have, have you found yeah. that it's like your relationship to it? So it sounds like it's always been part of it. It's always been that other thing that you did that you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But now that you're doing it professionally, mm-hmm. for a be- mm-hmm. lack of a better word, mm-hmm. do you has it changed? Like, do you find it less enjoyable, more enjoyable? You, it's nothing's different, or how is it?
1: Um, I was just having this uh, chat with my um, with my best friend and. Um, just now like before this interview uh, has this, um, such a coincidence the same question she asked me I think um, I think the only thing that's that's changed is that I um, because I'm putting my music out there now like properly sort of out there so a lot of people have been um, uh, been listening to it which is you know a good thing and sometimes I do get feedbacks um, whether you know some invited and some uninvited like it just drop me a message and um, and some people that I, I look up to a lot as uh, musicians uh, would give me some feedback and I take them very seriously now. I think that, that's changed. I take feedback um, from people that I admire more seriously now because I'm actually, because it's something that they know a lot more than me. Uh, whereas in the past when I'm, you know, busking or I'm doing open mics with an uh, original songs or whatever, I don't know, I don't I don't normally just do what I want, but now I feel like oh I actually need to listen to people who know how to do. So I think that's that's the most
0: significant change. I think this yeah. leads on to one of Chandra's. How do you sort of balance that,
2: you know, between stuff that other people say to change versus mm-hmm. what you feel like doing? Because I definitely like with photography, for example, like I like the radioactive, colorful sky mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. People like turn it down. And I'm like North. <laughs> um, but how do you sort of balance that?
1: Um, I think the most important thing it, it doesn't change the, the idea or the concept of the song. Because for me, the songwriting process is so personal, such a personal thing. And you throughout the process of writing a song, you develop this relationship with the song, but it's so hard to describe. But it's like, yeah, like people say, it's like your child. It, 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 it I mean, I don't have any kids, but I reckon it, feel, it feels like that because it's so, you know, something so personal. Um, And so when someone gives you a feedback about it, that might not be, you know, positive, especially when it's pre-released, and that's usually when I send my songs out for feedbacks, and you get, you know, pre-release feedback with a bit of time to change it if you if you want to. And actually, I think that's when it becomes a bit um tricky. So I agree with you, it's a, it's a you know, it's a big sort of a conflict. Um, but for me, I would say so far I, I, uh, I haven't take, I haven't actually changed my songs after uh, even, even if they are very important uh, very good feedbacks. I don't think I've uh, made any sort of massive changes but I, I do take feedbacks into account and then, and then you know for the next song to do um, better. One very good example is my song Under the clock stay. Um, if you oh, yeah. um, that if you listen, you know. I hope you guys have listened to it. Um, the intro is uh, is one minute, so that is actually a very long intro, um, too long for um, um, you know. I guess for a lot of uh, commercial radios, uh, and uh, I've been rejected by many commercial radios and and music critics, music blogs, um, because uh, the intro is too long and they wanted me to get to the drop a bit quicker. But the story behind Under the Clocks is that it's it's this whole love story that revolves around it, the love story in Melbourne and with the Flinders Station as the core of the story. And I really, really want that to be in the song. So the first 30 seconds of the song, it's just sounds um, bouncing off walls um, and train sounds and trumpet sounds and sounds of musicians busking and things like that because I really wanted that to to. To the message to go across that this is this is Melbourne, this is the Station, this is the Finder Station's
0: clock. Hey, hey, you should send us the MP3. Yeah. so I can have it overlaid while you on.
1: Exactly, exactly, and, and yeah, and that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. So that that is one a good example of how, and it was so early at, and uh, so early in my I guess quote unquote side hustle career that you know then you, I felt really sort of like I really start to question myself: Should I really change? Should I cut the intro? Should I cut the intro? I kept the intro so um if you listen to it on um, spotify apple uh whatever platform that you uh, that you prefer um, i haven't the intro is still a minute long <laughs> it's well, important to me that the edit. intro stays that way
0: are you Once. gonna do a radio edit of it to shorten out make it more commercial friendly That's um, what a lot of people yeah, do
1: right? a lot of people do that yes so we um uh, I have, I have, I did do a radio edit for um, some of the radio stations that have accepted uh, my songs. Actually, um, you know, like SBS um, has accepted the song, uh, but they wanted me to cut uh, thirty seconds. Thank you, 30, thirty seconds of it. So I did that. Um, you know, Flow FM and um, a lot of other sort of uh, community radios. Uh, Um, Yeah, so, I mean, if it's on the request of the radio stations to cut the intro um, for a variety of reasons, uh, you know, I'll I'll do it. But, um, yeah, actually cutting the song just because, you know, people might not like long intros, then I probably
0: won't (laughs) won't do it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, So in terms of now that you're starting to get feedback and putting it Mm -hmm. out there, so it's a lot more public facing rather than just being you and your song, like if you're mm-hmm. going to describe it as your child, it's like everyone else giving you opinions on your child. Um, has that changed what success looks like for your project?
1: What your name is,
0: Like as in, you, obviously you're doing this as a side hustle, um, mm-hmm. but there's always this idea of what success in that project, whatever it is, mm-hmm. looks like. Like for example, our podcast, like, like Hey, if we get to a hundred regular viewers, I'd call that a win, mm-hmm. you know? So that that's our little, random internal benchmark if you like um a do you have a measure of what mm-hmm. success in the project looks like and has it changed um because you're starting to get feedback and things are changing
1: yeah i it's it's really um when i first started doing it it's more for and i'm sure you guys understand it's just more for you know it's like a place it's, it's for passion and like you know I don't really yeah, it's more for expressing than impressing, so it's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, you've mentioned that you know now that it's getting a little bit more serious. Do I have? I have. What I do is I have some short-term goals and long-term goals meant to sort of go along go with the flow, um, in a way. Like for for example, my short-term goals is always to um, release a song, uh, so uh, you know, finish a song and, and release it, um, and then uh, hopefully hope, hoping that you would get some you know, attention uh, and uh, you know long-term goals is like I'm, I hope that I hope that one one day you will be you know my songs will be charted like um, it's very hard for independent independent musicians to get songs charted like I am, I'm finding it out now that you know hopefully one day you will be you know uh, on, on charts um, the Australian music the aria charts or whatever um, but what's that?
0: and then we'll hear it on the radio.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can hear it on the radio now. <laughs> it's just, you know, like actually actually being, you know, achieved, like I just want to see how far I can go. Like I don't really have a, you know, it's not, I'm not sort of in any hurry or, or desperate for any sort of that kind of achievement, but I, I actually do want to see how far I can go. And of course my, my aim in life is always to go as far as I can in everything I do.
2: I like your sort of short-term goal of just getting it done as getting a done, goal. Yeah. it's something like completely in your control. Like for us as well, one of the goals was just with this podcast record. You know, get through Skip the first. Car. I think four podcast yeah. was when most drop off or something. So like, oh, let's just get through no, four. No, no eight. <laughs> <laughs> one has to f- even f- listen. <laughs> to <laughs> it. Oh, Beyond oh, the yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah we just want to get a certain number done. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, the longer-term goals are tricky. Do you want, are you sort of, you know, with it, is it something that you're looking to actually to deliberately try to work towards that goal? Or mm. are you just going to keep it as you're having fun and if it gets there, gets there sort of thing? Mm.
1: Um, yeah, look, the having fun bit is easy. I'm always having fun. <laughs> so that's, that's easy to achieve. Um, and, but uh, am I always going to, yeah, I think, I think I want to, I, this is my third single, which, by the way, will drop tonight, twelve midnight, <laughs> uh, on Spotify. Yeah. New song, higher. Uh, I guess rough Raf- Rafi has heard it. <laughs> oh,
0: you played it. So, yeah, I played it.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, tonight, um, so so twelve I mean, midnight, uh, and uh, yeah, so very excited about that as well. And uh, it's my third song now. With with every song, I I I do a bit more research and I and I learn a bit more about how to you know how to how to market my song and um as like i said as an independent musician uh it's uh, options are um, are out there but it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time uh more than you know if you're i guess if you're signed uh, with the label i don't know i'm not i'm not, I'm not sure because i've you know i'm not signed but i i reckon it's actually it's easier for them because they will have a team to do that to do those sort of things for them but it's a
0: it's didn't a realize big you process
1: it's very challenging
0: i didn't realize you're releasing today otherwise i would have linked it to the the newsletter
1: oh that's fine <laughs>
0: June, not that it June has 14. a huge following but anyway
1: oh <laughs> uh, no you can still worry, you can still be give on the a youtube links links yeah you can stuff. still give a
0: shout out <laughs> there'll be buttons to click here
1: <laughs> yeah so with save um like for example for this single onwards um i've decided to affiliate my Music release for each song uh, with the charity organisation of, of of choice. Um, Higher, which is my new song. Higher, which drops 12 midnight on Spotify and all streaming platforms. And it's uh, it's uh, I've I've partnered up with K Australia um, uh, specifically on their COVID nineteen uh, crisis appeal funds for India. So about um, six weeks ago, I started the Pre Safe campaign. So basically asking, um, you know, friends and my followers to pre-save my song. Uh, What pre-save does is basically when you click on pre-save, the song will be automatically in your Spotify uh, on the day of release, which is, you know, 12 midnight (laughs) tonight. Um, And for every 100 pre-saves, a dollar will be donated to the funds. And I'm also donating... A percentage of uh, the uh, money that I've earned from under the clocks and my second single, uh, Blue, um, to to Australia as well. So I think this is um, something that I've thought about for a long time. So there's something I guess new uh, that I'm doing and uh, and yeah. So for every release following um hire, the same thing will happen. I uh, will choose the charity organisation of, of my choice and then and, and yeah.
0: Are you going to let your followers choose which charity? Like are you going to do like a little mm. poll and see what people would pick? I
1: have, I, have, I have actually posted on my social media asking, you know, if there's any charity organisations that um, people are aware of that are probably not getting as much attention as they should be getting. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I've had a long list of replies. Um, so So I'll look through them, yeah.
0: All right. So we've blown through the 20 minute mark. So uh, we might pivot a bit to uh, some of the pre existing questions that we were going to get through, um, mm-hmm. which is a bit more work versus side hustle related than the specifics. Um, so one of the ones that we kind of often wondered just uh, is that, you know, medicine and being a doctor has seen like a very prestigious job. It's also a passion for a lot of people. Then... Why do you? Why do you need something else on the side? Does that make sense?
1: I think I, I've always seen medicine. Look, I love my job. I'm sure you guys maybe feel the same way. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure, I, I, I love I love my job, and I'm very grateful that I'm a doctor because, um, especially where I grew up, you know, in Malaysia, and and maybe everywhere else as well. It's actually actually not everyone get to go to medical school. It's a privilege, and I'm very very grateful that I'm a doctor. But to me it is still a job, like, um, like, it does, like, you know, obviously you get, um, you, 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 you obviously have to love it, otherwise you can't do it. You know, medicine is a lifelong thing. I mean, sort of uh, being a doctor is like a lifelong thing, but um, I have to say when music does something different for me, it's completely different. Like when I do music, I'm in a different world and I feel very, very happy. I can feel happy just playing music by myself in my own room. Uh, something that doing medicine. When you say medicine
0: mean, yeah. is a job, um, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you kind of go, okay, let's change the word to medicine is work, but so is mm-hmm. making music. Like, so are you saying mm-hmm. that in music, playing music, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's a bit just doing it for yourself, whereas medicine is all about other people, right? Like, you can't really treat yourself, per se, like, you're, is that kind of the difference like i'm just trying to figure out what mm-hmm. what is I different think, about
1: it yeah yeah look yeah so i think um it's getting a little bit um uh sort of blurred now in the sense that you know like you say it, initially when it started it was like that it was more like when i'm at when i'm at work as in you know when i'm a doctor it's mostly for i guess like, like you say, like you know sort of it's it's, it's a service job right we are um the service industry, so we're servicing other people, but when you do music, it's more for selfish reasons and things like that. So, if uh, you know, just to make yourself feel happy and all that. So, I guess initially it's like that, but it's a bit, it's a bit sort of blurred now. And I think, um, like now I'm thinking about how, how can I use my music to also provide service for lack of a better word, like to with to, a charity. you know, like charity, yeah, charity, and also like when. When I get texts and DMs, you know, saying that you know they really like under the clocks or they really like blue, uh, you know, it's it's inspired them to to write songs and um, they connected with the song. I think those those are you know that's the best feeling in the world, better yeah. than you know the number of streams or number of followers alike. Best feeling in the world when someone that from another from the other side of the world, you know, just texts you and say, hey, I really like your song. Do you want to collaborate? Would you listen to my song and we can sort of bounce ideas? You know those sort of connect, human connections that I'm getting as well. So I think yeah, I, yeah,
0: yeah. No, that, that's why we've been trying to get feedback. So leave us a voicemail. For
1: the <laughs> Absolutely, <Yes. laughs> voicemail, please. <laughs>
0: um, but are you worried that as you get more into the uh, into the music world, that mm-hmm. it's going to turn into a job? Or do you think that that's mm. something that, let's just say, let's just say you charge right? And for mm. whatever, so let's just imagine where you don't actually have to rock up to your medical <laughs> job anymore, right? Mm. And you decide to do this full time mm. and it's enough for your day-to-day expenses, da, da, da. Do you think it'll ever change from being what it is for you at the moment? Or you think that, no, music is just one of those things that can't be corrupted for what it is for you at the moment. And it's just always going to be enjoyable.
1: Yeah, well, that's hard to say because um, obviously that hasn't happened yet, and I've no, I've no immediate sort of plans to. to yeah, yeah, this is a hypothetical. Well, I, I don't know. I reckon it might because um, if you know, like, just, just like with with every job or work, there's uh, definitely a level where you will start feeling burnt out. Burnt out, like I reckon. You know, I have a lot of um, professional musician friends who um you know who feel that like my uh, very close friend of mine who actually um taught me everything i know about production his name is michael cooper mickey from preston because you know he lives in preston he's from preston and it's a studio in preston anyway cool guy uh the best producer i've known and um, he taught me everything i know about production and um he we worked together for under the clocks um and I thought, you know, I want to keep working with him, but he's actually taking a break right now. Oh. <laughs> he's said he needs a mental health break. <laughs> so I think uh, Mickey is uh, a great example of, you know, like he loves his job. Like he never leaves the studio, uh, you know, he's someone who's, you know, passionate about music and production and he's, he's taking a holiday right now. So like I that. think
0: it's, yeah. It sounds like that regardless- Do you ever life, sort of take a break? Yeah. I was
2: just going to say, do you ever take a break from music by doing something else as well?
0: Yeah,
1: sometimes. Sometimes you try to write a song, and you you get this writer's block, and writer's block is real. Like I don't know if you guys have experienced it. It's it's real, and it's it's completely frustrating, and you just can't anymore. You need to do something else. Yes, of course. I've taken you know breaks from.
0: We uh, just from went music. with the. Uh lowest quality possible so that was the whole thing with the podcast like have no expectations no standards that's yeah. why we were having takeaway on the first episode yeah. so everyone said can you maybe not eat <laughs>
1: <laughs> during the podcast. yeah so like for uh, for example my my second single which is uh, michelle's imagination blue um the n- nickname for the song is blue i put it in brackets because uh, when i wrote the song i kept calling it blue but at the you know upon release, I thought it should have a better name to would of shout's imagination. Anyway, there was the biggest writer's block ever, and I was stuck for so long, and I was staring into my microphone, which is you know blue, a blue microphone. And I'm like, let's write a song about let's just let's just take a step back, relax, you know, just write a song about blue. Can you do that? Like I was talking to myself, can you do that? Can you write a song about blue? You know, the color, the whatever. <laughs> So that's how it started. And the, the chords and the arpeggios, I mean, there's a lot of arpeggios in, uh, in blue. Um, you know, if you listen closely to this, so this all is just arpeggios, layer, layers and layers of arpeggios. And, uh, and, and, that's, that's how, and that's why, you know, it's called blue, because of the microphone. So, so yeah, sometimes you need to take a step back, reevaluate, and then, you know, um, like I, never, I never intended to release blue. But it was, um, when I started writing it, it sounded so good. And I was like, okay, this is going to be my second single.
0: You know, yeah. Um, Okay, so just some of the other questions. Um, Have you considered any other side projects or like have you done, like usually if you're creative, you usually have a lot of different outlets for creativity. And at the moment, obviously music. Well, is maybe that's just yeah. us problem.
2: <laughs> <Huh>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have a lot of uh, side hustles. Um do I have other I can't I can't I can't think of any at the moment. I um I used to play lost sports, but that's hardly a uh, you know uh, yeah, it's more of like for health and well-being. No, no, I don't have any other side hustle, it's like
0: music yeah fair enough um so have you had any unexpected learnings from releasing your songs something that you didn't expect at all that you've kind of gone it could be either good or bad
1: Mm, okay i'll start with the good the good is that i have learned that musicians in general the musician community whether you know independent or otherwise, are helpful, help and support each other, and I think that is such, uh, you know, um, a good thing to to kind of like to learn and to to I guess fall into. Like I was immediately, you know, like met, met with you know uh, friendliness, open arms, and you know um, support. So that that's something that I don't know if people. Um, who's not in the scene, the music scene or music industry know about this, but musicians help each other.
0: Uh, that's thing. that's different from the medical world? Like I've never kind of thought, because I was like, oh, I was just at work, like literally 10 minutes before starting yeah. the podcast. And I bumped into someone who was an old boss from Casey, mm-hmm. like one mm-hmm. of the other hospitals. Yeah. And like he literally just spent the entire time mm-hmm. catching up and seeing how everyone was everything was going and all that but have you have you found it different for your day job because i I personally would say that the same is true for the medical world but obviously people have had different experiences
1: no i think of course yeah the medical world like i think a lot of this are where we are today um you know as doctors because we have received help you know like uh, definitely doctors help each other as well but um perhaps it's a bit more special in um in the arts or the music scene because um like they don't have to like they have to help you like like you know being the, especially now that we are you know consultants like we actually uh have this obligation to teach and to to you know to work together and to help each other especially when we are in a team crisis situation it's important for team, the whole team to work together because you know we have to prioritize the patient safety, et cetera, et cetera. But in the, I don't know, like, I can't think of like, there's no, they, they don't have, they don't owe you anything and they don't have to help you. They don't have to be, they don't have to support your music, they don't have to listen to your music, they don't have to, you know, give feedback, but they just do. Maybe that's the difference.
2: Yeah, I guess yeah, it sounds different because it's kind of almost like an individual sport and then they happen to be helping you out. Whereas men by definition is a team sport anyway.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good analogy. Yeah.
0: Now you kind of hinted at a unexpected, like, negative. Is there been? Oh
1: yes, yes. Um, the negative is that I think um as with many industry, I, I believe, and I'm still very new at this. So, um, but there are definitely some, um, you know, like, the I guess the quote unquote dark side of the the industry where there might be an um uh, sort of emphasis on likes and followers and you can actually uh, do a lot of things illegally like not illegal I don't know whether it is illegal I guess I'm guessing it is like buying buying streams and buying likes and buying followers so when i started posting my music online and on you know on my social media i get dms from a lot of people including some of these um, companies that offer to get me more streams or more likes, and just out of curiosity, I clicked on it, and I I read some of the things that they are doing. It's like, oh, is this even legal? Like, you know, do they, how do they? Are they real listeners or are they like bots or are they fake?
0: Hey you man, know, like how Russia's doing stuff to elections? I think it's all it's all legal. Yeah,
1: it's all legal. You know, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I mean. I can. I mean, I mean, I have to say as well, I can understand why if someone feels like they need a bit more attention and they're just not getting, and marketing is very hard, even if you are, you know, very talented, and there are a lot of very talented musicians out there, you know, the only like, probably one of the quick way to get attention is that if your song has a lot of listens, then like, I'll, I'll click on a song that has a thousand, you know, plays, compared to a song that has zero plays, because you can know, um, so, so I could see why, but I just I just feel like, first of all, they aren't cheap, they're very expensive. Yeah. Secondly, like I've, I, I think I think Spotify can ban you or something if they suspect suspicious activity or something like that.
0: Well, it's like with so, all these services, like, you know, there's Silicon Valley ones, kind of like, not Uber, but I think it was Airtasker, one of the ones mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you hire, like, you know, you basically put up something that you want done and someone goes and does it for you, AirTasker or Fiverr, and there's all these different ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they first started, the even the the people who started the company posted up fake jobs, so it looked like there was a transaction happening. So, you know, we could argue that most companies do that, where they actually do a bit of supply demand. They, they generate their own little. They're just turning, just uh, starting to turn the wheel to get it spinning. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Look, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I I understand it to a point where you know you just need to get the ball rolling and then to attract, you know, more followers. So it's a, it's a very it's highly debatable, I think. Like a lot of uh, people that ask asked, like 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 this is something that will spit the room, like people think, oh you know, like um yeah.
0: well, where do you sit on it? I haven't
1: like I haven't done that. I um only because it's, it's a lot of money. It's, it's like, I'm going to, i am play, I don't know. I, I, I like to, I, my mom told me something. My mom is this great business, uh, business woman. Like I, um, she's, she's. mom is like, you know, uh, my superhero. Anyway, that's another story. But she tells me that uh, you never pay someone who, or only pay someone who works harder than you Harder or as hard as you. Yeah. You know, so I'm not entirely sure how much work this, um, you know, this uh, guaranteed place or whatever, you know, companies do. Like, what do they do? I don't understand. But like, I'll pay radio promoters because I know for a fact that they work very hard to pitch my song to radio stations. So I pay. I pay them. You know. So I think. Yeah. So I don't know. That's where I sit on that. But I understand it. I don't want to be like judgmental. Like, I know people. Some people have to do it as, as part of their marketing strategy, and that's fine. Um, but but yeah.
0: No. Yeah. So basically, yeah. like you you lumped it as a form of marketing, but it's just not for you. Would That be a fair summary?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Apparently, Beyonce. I'm not sure if it's if it's. Uh, you better. You, you can. Can you fact check this? I think Beyonce bought plays. She got like three hundred thousand plays on Title, which is uh, another streaming platform.
0: Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I, I even go around fact checking that one. <laughs> I
1: mean, fact check that, but um, I I think it's a uh,
2: uh,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they I use am-
2: her as the draw card to bring everybody into Title.
1: <laughs> there you go. Like I think they maybe have an agreement. I don't know. But she is quite, it went, um, I mean, that story went viral. Like, oh, even Beyonce bought plays. So.
0: Yeah, uh, it's mm. not coming up if I just Google it. But uh, anyway, I'll see if I can find it somewhere else. We will edit it
2: in later. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to ask is, yeah, do you think that if you're in medicine, that there's a stigma attached to having a side hustle or having a creative outlet? Like, do you think, it, it, you, you know, like mm-hmm. if you were a YouTuber or a TikTok person, uh, mm-hmm. do you think that it would, like, you know, lumping it all into the creative thing, mm-hmm. do you think other people judge you based on the fact that you have these other side hobbies, or do you think it's changing or not? Mm-hmm. Like, I personally used to think that... And especially
2: when you start promoting yourself as well, because, you know, initially when you're just doing it yourself, it's one thing, but then when you're trying to actually now get yourself out there and promote things, that's another level.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I I personally, like, during training, never really talked about my photography stuff, for example. I feel a lot more comfortable now that I'm a consultant because who cares? Like, what are they going to do? But... um, yeah, like I personally would have thought that yeah, there's actually a bit of judgment in there. But do you find that that's changed? Or you didn't see that at all?
1: Yeah, I think, Oh, um, there's something that I definitely thought about a lot, which is why, um, before I released under the clocks, I actually changed my names on my social media. Um, you know, um Platforms just sort of. Um, um, so you know, patients or colleagues can't Google me. Like I mean, like I try. I try to be. I try to keep the whole thing sort of separate and uh, and and know that you know doctors are. I don't know. Do you think doctors are public figures? Like, do we have to set an example outside of work as well?
0: Uh, I think whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. depending, and it's not for everything. But it's like, for example. Say you have an opinion on COVID-19 vaccines, right? Mm -hmm. Just topical stuff. Mm -hmm. Whatever you say, someone will use one way or the other, whether you want to be a public figure on it, on a platform or not, right? Like if you have a pro or against it, people will take that and actually spread it and use it as an argument because you're counted as an expert. So I think for medical things, definitely. Mm -hmm. But for the side hustle stuff, I'm not sure. Um, Mm -hmm. In the past, I would have said if you're doing other stuff, maybe um like we've got a i'm not sure if you know him Vyom, who's a magician um and he's a gp as well and mm-hmm. he's also got a radio show um and he does media things etc but there's some people who are like ah, oh, he doesn't really want to be a doctor i'm like i think he does that's why he's doing it but mm-hmm. he's also got these other mm-hmm. passions that he's trying to combine into yeah. uh like his radio show is called radiotherapy so it's got a bit of a medical bent to it so and then you also look at people like you know. Um, Uh, Was it the ABC guy Norman Swan, um, who uh, like talks about the medical? Uh, and science ish mm-hmm. things. And you go, they bring a unique perspective. And there's obviously other people who've gone completely the other way. And like, you know, George Miller, who made Mad Max, he's an ED physician. That's why all the chase sequences in Mad Max is so turbulent because he's not <laughs> so much trauma. Yeah, yeah. Really bad In movies. And then you've got Michael Burry, who's a physician, but he's also like one of the best investors out there because he kind of has this really methodical way, which is kind of what med teaches you. So they're taking the principles and they've kind of run with it, but they've kind of also left the field, if you like mm-hmm. uh, whereas that seems to be like you know most people are like oh yeah that, that's fine like i don't think anyone's ever criticized them but whereas mm-hmm. i think when you try to hold both or you know it's like dr oz i'm pretty sure people judge because mm-hmm. he's a media personality yeah. more than he's a doctor but where does that lie there might be many reasons for that judgment
1: oh <laughs> uh, uh, no i think i think if you're doing um if you're if you're using your you know, position as a, as a doctor, to um, you know, and to be on social media or or, or whatever mass mass media in, in general, to give medical related advice. I think that's that's probably something so, so sort of um a lot more to I guess to to talk about or to 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 question or or whatever. But like when, like for me, I see it as two very very separate things. Like I I don't you know, I don't put a DR in front of my name, I don't go by Dr. Lily and go around telling people that I'm Dr. So-and-so doing music and I have, you know, when I'm Lily, I'm Echo Lily. I see it as very two se- very sort of separate things and I always try um, my best to not sort of lump them both together and I, you know, as you all know, we have, there are a lot of regula- rules and regulation for social media for doctors in in the hospitals that that you work get, like, like that I work get, like uh, what we are allowed to post and what we can't allow are not allowed to pose and patient confidentiality and things like that. Um so so yeah it, it is very tricky but I think as long as you know every time for me every time I post something I'll be thinking okay if if my boss sees this, well if my hospital sees this is it gonna be any sort of uh you know um something you know i guess uh what do you call it? conflict of interest or or whatever like is it going to be um, it against ethics you know so like it worries me if i'm like posting um a picture of me um holding up a sign saying that i am uh, uh i don't believe in climate change or something which i do, yeah. I do. it's like something <laughs> it like different. i like I'm, I'm I think we found the
2: soundbite for the
1: episode. <laughs> I am super great, by the way. Okay, put that in your podcast. I'm super no, no, we're green.
0: we're going to edit that out. <laughs>
1: I'm just saying oh, when it, when it's something.
0: it to SBS.
1: So, but <laughs> it's, it's something that is so you know controversial. Like like for me, like music is not hardly controversial. So I'm not like if um I do I just think about something else though. Do you think posting pictures of myself... Uh, on a holiday.
0: Oh, this old chestnut.
1: Not- what do you think? You know, it is getting it's it's getting harder and harder to tell what's what's uh what's okay, what's not, because there was one time um I took I just I just took down all my pictures that are you know that you know shows that I'm on a holiday. <laughs> like especially if I'm in my bathing suit in on the beach.
0: Yeah. You know? It used yeah, to be- I've done that too.
1: Okay. I used to, I used to not think twice, and it's like, what's I? That's of course I'm in my bathing suit. I'm at the beach, but then I thought about it. Oh, but what if my boss sees this? <laughs> like I always ask myself, is my mom gonna see this? Is my boss gonna see this? <laughs> is this is this gonna matter? Like you know, then I took I took all of them, most of them like sort of down. So like I, because I'm not, I haven't I can't decided.
0: I to... I've ever had that problem. I, I'm. <laughs> I mean, you know, my mankini is... Uh, I think most people would uh, <laughs> tell me to take it down.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, so it's getting, it's a, it's a bit of a fine line. But I guess to answer your questions, like, I do I do take it into account and I do worry, like, I sometimes have um, radio station interviews that are scheduled on my work days, you know, then I really have to, like, I have to reschedule the, the radio interview. Um, you know this sort of thing. So it's all it's it's getting a bit um um I guess more and more sort of um, time consuming but uh you know the juggle juggle a lot of juggling to do but um so far so good. So far so good.
0: Well congratulations on the project. We've we've blown past the 40 minute mark now. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, a lot of
1: a lot of editing work to do I guess. Sandra,
0: <laughs> any questions from your side?
2: No I think uh it's nice to hear somebody else who's, you know, following the passion outside as well.
0: Alrighty, So just a couple of last, last rapid fire questions, just sure. more about you, really. Um, favorite city you've been to?
1: Melbourne.
0: Why? Why Melbourne? Melbourne or everything else? You've traveled a bit, so.
1: I've traveled a bit. I mean, a close second would be London.
0: Okay. But
1: um, I,
2: because I like it. <laughs> That's like the only common thing. <laughs>
1: No, I think I think um, for me, traveling is it's uh, it includes actually living in the city. Yep. But that's that to me is traveling, like you know, know the people, the culture. And I've been here for five years now, and I'm completely in love with yeah. Melbourne.
0: Yeah, fair enough. But what about it? Like, as in, what's what's the what's the magic spark that makes it go? Yeah, that's the place because you've lived in Malaysia, as mm-hmm. you said.
1: Mm-hmm. The music. Um, uh, I think the, sort of the the plays a big role in it, the music the people and i feel yeah. like i can i can totally well, be myself in melbourne i feel and i feel a lot of people have told me the same thing you can be your true self in melbourne in every way fair enough,
0: fair enough. And, all right so a day at the beach or in the mountains i think you're kind of half answer day at the beach yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> in my betas <laughs>
0: All right, what's your favorite, say, post-night shift guilty meal? Like, say you've been working and it's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. two in the morning or something. Or... Yeah, that's, that
1: is so easy. That's na- nasi lemak. Nasi
0: lemak. Yeah, so Malaysian nasi lemak,
1: yes. Oh, man,
0: <laughs> McDonald's cheeseburger all the way. Chandra, <laughs> what's yours?
2: Uh, soft serve with French fries to drink deep into it best
1: yeah no no matter what time it is like doesn't
0: doesn't matter who has like sardines with random other stuff then adds a banana so why am i not surprised (laughs) um are you a tea or coffee person (laughs) tea or coffee person
1: oh coffee i don't think you can i don't think i would trust an anaesthetist who don't drink
0: coffee i'm a coffee person i'm actually (laughs) drinking tea at the moment oh
1: yeah i I, yeah i like, oh can i even can you even trust an anaesthetist who doesn't drink coffee yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, favorite season.
1: <laughs> favorite season? Yeah. Um
0: summer. Why? And don't because I, say I get to go to the beach. So uh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> any other reason?
1: Uh, I think when it's summer it reminds me a little bit of home, which is mm-hmm. oh, so, so sad.
0: Just because it's been or-
1: yeah, because it's hot and like, you know, like I'll be dressing like how I dressed uh dress in Malaysia. Yeah. Okay
0: and your favorite go-to cuisine for takeaway like i can tell you how mine's japanese it's always like if there's ever any Mm. thingy uh questions it's always like what are the japanese
1: um malaysian or japanese yeah
0: fair enough fair enough well that's it for my rapid fire questions so (laughs) is there anything you wanted to say to our huge audience massive
1: yeah well to the massive audience i want to say uh thank you regular <laughs> so i want to say to um your massive audience that i think that's uh the that you, even though it's already very massive like it can be even bigger uh, i think it's a very interesting podcast and i think it's uh it's so nice to just you know just hang out with um you know, fellow doctors and talk about something that's uh, not medicine, <laughs> really, medical-related. Uh, and, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And I hope that um, everyone turn on their Spotify and search for Echo Lily, Echo, E-C-H-O, Lily, like the flower, L-I-L-Y, we'll and uh, listen to my... Yeah, and, uh, yeah, please, you know, the link below, um, click on it um, and listen to my songs, um, especially higher, higher means a lot to me. It's... Um, it's a very special song. Um, so I about? Since actually ask you. So Haya. Haya is um when I started writing it, the concept was a hit rush of 90s nostalgia. Because I believe that because of everything that's happening in the world in the last year and a half, um people are a lot of people actually are craving for nostalgia, myself included. We want the old so everything mm-hmm. in the past to come back because those were the good times. So for me, most of the '90s was just me playing with the, like I said before, like my mom's cassette player, the radio, um, and that actually is a big influence in my in, in my, uh, music taste and I'm
0: my surprised music you making. You haven't held up your radio cassette
1: player. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's in the um, the single cover art, which is uh, you know shot by you. So yes, the radio is there. Um, and and yeah, so it's a hit bunch of '90s nostalgia. As soon as the song as soon as the song starts, you will hear it. Um, all the the bass from everything from the beat, the drum beats, the bass lines, um, the iconic sort of lead synths. Everything is designed down to the tiniest detail to emulate the sound from the '90s. So I'm very very proud of um, higher, uh, and it has a mega choir and as the chorus. So um, I had to sing each line, you know, like seven times. So there were 10 lines. So like 70 over times I was singing the same line just to create this massive choir effect that, you wow. I know, can't if you remember from with
0: like headphones on.
1: Yeah. Please hear your left hand. Oh, so I if you can
0: take photos yeah, the other day, tell so. me,
1: if, tell me if you can identify each of those, no. uh, each layer, because, you right. know, it's a layer after layer of myself singing in different um, he, uh, sorry, in different um, um, pitch um, just to make this whole big massive choir effect that, you know, mm. like if you, if you have a song named "Higher," you're going to have a mega choir. And uh, that's that's the whole idea behind um. Nice. Choir,
0: so. I, I can't wait. So it's like, uh, well, by the time this episode drops, which will be next Friday, it'll be out for about a week or it'll so. It'll be out for a bit,
1: So, yeah. Cool.
0: But anyway, it was... You, have cool. a, you
1: probably have a link for them to click on by the time. Yeah. But-
0: yeah, time. yeah, yeah. By the time it comes out, I'll have the links and do yeah. everything and those etc. So uh, get yeah. your second spike of listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, for a good cause, right? Even if they're just checking it out, it's kind of like, hey, if you, yeah. the, the plays equals more money for charity, then mm-hmm. great.
1: I can actually tell like um, oh, how many listeners I get and and where they're from. <clears throat> so if, if I see one from Melbourne, the other one from <laughs> WA, I know that is <laughs> and you guys. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I don't think you're just getting one from Melbourne <laughs> alright yeah, well thanks more. for joining us hopefully, oh thanks for having me uh, hopefully you. Uh, the single does really really well
1: thank you this was fun
0: <laughs> oh we'll have to do it again and yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to bring you back after you've uh, become a mega pop star and you don't want to talk to us no. anymore <laughs> rivaling Sia <Yeah>. <laughs> alright alright guys All right, have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shall we? Hang on, hang on. Timer. Timer. Dear God, we tend to crap We're very bad with time. Otherwise, it'd be like tomorrow.